0: yo hello welcome to another episode of hashtag Liquid god podcast today we've got special guests mr tall dark and handsome himself <laughs> <laughs> jackson jay lou how you doing brother
1: my brother i'm doing quite well man um, it's an honor and a privilege to be here uh today to finally um, make it to the "Look at God" hashtag, "Look at God" podcast, man, it's been um, long overdue. I feel um, definitely. <laughs> I feel. You know, I've been I've been on the sidelines looking at this, um, looking at the growth and the development, and just the progress that, in which you guys are are making and um, I couldn't wait for my opportunity. So I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm glad you took time out of your busy schedule because, I mean, <laughs> you know, this guy, you know, entrepreneur, you know, uh, yeah. lawyer. Yeah.
1: You know, listen, yeah.
0: this guy here, man, everything about you, man, definitely speaks business, definitely speaks busy, definitely speaks love. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I'm glad that you are spreading some love with us here today and uh, joining us. And then, of course, we got
2: Jarvis. I get a tall, uh, Dr. Harris. <laughs> 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 I, I want to be like,
1: that coffee, I don't want to call, okay, cool too, We got Jarvis. Ah. <laughs> Drops, Lamar. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. So today, we go.
2: going to the Icebreaker is actually good. I actually got an Icebreaker. We watching TV a little bit before this, and I was like, oh, I'm going to steal this at the Icebreaker. Oh, you did say Uh Worst date. Worst dates. Worst dates you can think about. Worst dates. Mm. I actually got my worst date in mind. So I'm gonna tell my first. Y'all can think about you worst date. So my worst date. Uh, so Michael Blackson, great comedian. <laughs> Michael Blackson was doing a comedy show, man, and I had a girl that I was very interested, in, and we had known each other for a while. And I was like, "Yo, I'm going to her to the comedy show. This is going to be." you know what I'm saying it's going to be lit. And the comedy show, like the tickets online said 25, and then all of a sudden it jumped to like 70 when I was buying. And I said, "Why?" So I was like, dang, two tickets, $70. I said, hey, uh, I'm going to pay for these tickets, but can you pay for the drinks? That's why I text the girl before I even wow. buy the tickets. Right, because they say it's a two-drink minimum. Minimum, right. Right, so I say, boom, I pay paid for the tickets, right? So when I paid for the tickets, knowing I was broke, I said, ah, oh, man, that hurt, but I paid for them. You know, and then she said, cool, she's going to pay for the drinks. So we get to the comedy show, and it's funny, man, like the dudes that came before Michael Blackson, like the openers, yeah. they were actually low key funnier than my boy. I really, I boy, it was hilarious. Wow, it was hilarious. So I'm thinking, like, man, this is actually great. I'm laughing, <laughs> <laughs> and then the lady comes and we're ready for them um, two drinks. So I said, uh, I said I'll get water, and then she said I'll get blah 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 drink. Right? So I was like, I'll get that drink too. Like <laughs> you know, I think I'm not paying, him. I'll get this drink. Tough. So she she get the drink and I look at the menu, I think it's $20. I said, that's a lot for a drink, but <laughs> hey, I'm not paying. So this this is where I'm at with it. So Tough. I get the drink, I think it's like a Long Island drink. It goes quick, it's not even that big. I like, drink done. So then the lady comes back and said, what do you got going for your second drink? And this is right before Michael Blackson gets on. So I'm like, uh, okay, I'll get uh water. I'm trying to go to see if possible, right? Yeah and she brings the water, and then the girl says she'll get a water too. She brings the water, and then she brings the receipt, right? So when she brings the receipt, I'm looking, the water was like $10, no joke. So I'm like, yo, wow. Like, so like we went in at the bill, the bill's like six, almost $60, right? So I'm like, man, just for two drinks? Like I'm shook, but again, I'm not paying, right? So, (laughs) I look at it and I put the receipt back down. And then she looks at the receipt, the girl I'm with looks at the receipt and she puts the receipt back down too. I say, oh,
1: <laughs>
2: she not paid. <paying." laughs> like, like, so now I'm in my head, this is before the ages of cash jab i oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus, if you can make a way. you've done it before. But uh, so I, I get in this mode, and then uh, she, the girl says, so uh, I pay for my drinks, you pay for yours? And I said, all right. Just right. Let's just say at the last time we went out. But I was so hurt that she didn't pay for the drinks. On top of being hurt that I was so broke, and I still decided to go on this day. I don't know if I should was supposed to pay for the drinks as a man. I ain't had no courtesy or whatever, but it was just like, man, I thought this was yeah. going to be like a great date. Michael Blackson wasn't even that funny no more just because like I was thinking about how I was going to put out of this. For real, That's, boy.
1: That's so it, was, it
2: was definitely
1: rough. Man, especially after she agreed to pay for the drinks. Well, I mean, yeah. She didn't know that thing was going to be $60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she that she, thing in FaceTime. All
2: right.
1: All right, cool. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> Oh, so for me, um, man, I'm I i do not think I've had many horrible dates. Uh, you know, I think things I, I think for me when, when I when I set out to go on a date, I try to plan it to the best of my ability so that I'm prepared for anything that may um <laughs> that may um come my way. I'd say this though, um recently <clears throat> I went to before everything shut down for the COVID 19, um, you know, uh, everything that's happening with COVID 19, I went on a date with uh my current girlfriend to go watch the boxing match. Um, I think it was the Deontay Wilder versus um Tyson Fury um, yes. um, fight part two. And um so we went down to <laughs> we went down to uh to the beach on, on A1A. In Fort Lauderdale, and um I think it was boat campers. And mean there's a parking lot near if you if you're familiar with that area, um, near Shooter's Shooter's restaurant. And I didn't know you had to pay for parking. So, <laughs> so we went out, and you know, with boat with most boxing matches, you you're there pretty much until after midnight. So we get out. You know we're strolling you know you can you can you can hear the breeze and you can smell the ocean and we walk right back to the parking lot and my vehicle is no longer there oh, no. <laughs> no. so so i had to call my baby sister from sleep like she was asleep I had, to, I, had to, I had to call her to come pick us up and then take us to the tow truck company to get my car back so i so that i think the aftermath of a date, I think that was probably the the worst experience that I've ever had. To come back and have to pay back. I think it was probably two hours that they they held it, and after, I think after the first hour it's like sixty dollars. So we ended up paying, I think about two hundred plus three hundred to get my car back, three hundred that I didn't have. So um, shout out to to Lu man. Um, she came through. <laughs> she came through. So so yeah, that's my experience.
2: Man, good thing she with you. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> good thing she with you, Darin, know, you job. know your
0: dating history gonna be a little bit yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't come up with one, honestly speaking. As I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yo, I'm. There's a time in which I remember this guy was pressing me to go speak to his best friend, and uh, eventually I did. Um, Shorty got dressed up nice or whatever the case may be. And we were, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't for it. Uh, all I can remember about this fact. Of this date was the fact that I took this girl to McDonald's. Um, and so trash. But here's the thing: He's I really so what, what number
2: she got? <laughs> Hold well, on, we gonna test you. One through nine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and
0: I just remember sitting there like I really don't want to be here. There's nothing about this girl that's drawing my interest. The conversation is boring. We are not connecting, and like. Yeah, she 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 did all the talking and uh, she did all the eating and then we left. I mean, there really wasn't much. You there. didn't order anything. I just wasn't feeling it. I'm not. So that might be my my worst experience or one of my many. But yeah, that's the only thing that's coming to mind. Why? I don't know. I can think of times when my car got towed and like you were saying, but it wasn't on no date.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but what you said originally, I resonated with it so well. Um, I just, I'm just a, a triple quadruple planner. Like yeah. I ain't, I ain't going out if, listen, back to like the show. If I know that I can't, it's, I'm going to be like right here up to my neck. I ain't doing it. You can't pay for lobster soup. Yeah. Can't <laughs> pay for no lobster soup. Can't afford a drink. I'm not going nowhere. I think I got that from my brother. My brother will not step out. Like he'll be broke, but he will not step out unless he's got like a hundred dollars spare in his pocket. Yeah. That makes um,
1: sense though. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember that show um a while back, I'm not sure how how, how young or old you guys are. Uh it was called Hell Date. Yes. On no, TV. No. No. Yeah. No, BT. I think it was on BT or BT. Yeah, they used to set people up on on dates, like bad dates. The worst dates. Disgusting. Ever. Yeah, I've never had one of those. I'm I'm praying that i never do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, nah, I had some pretty bad days. I had a woman for a one and kiss at the end of a date before, she said, Ooh. You can kiss me on my forehead, not my lips. No, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if my lips would chapped. <laughs> I don't know if my breath came. I That's don't know if she would just wait. That was our last day. This like. <laughs> you said, I mean, Keep your lips to yourself. <laughs> kiss my forehead. Kiss me on my forehead, not my lips. She oh. brave,
0: you gotta cut her forehead.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> so today, we're going to dive into a different type of topic. We're going to talk about purpose, mm. right? And um, I think I'm think in a quote, it says, uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, right. right? So as you guys are in your Christian walk and as you guys grow as men, do you feel like you have discovered your purpose as of yet? If so, what do you think it is?
0: Hmm. I'll go. Um, I think uh, it's still a discovery. Um, I think obviously growing up, even before Christ, there was an idea of just like surviving and maintaining. Um, there was an idea of, um, you know, doing better than we currently are doing. You know, and then you obviously have TVs and and, and community, depending on where you, you're from. Um, and it really wasn't too much purpose. It was just more, you got to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and then, you know, if you were if you were hard pressed like myself, like I knew what I liked for the most part, you know, growing up in a Haitian household, it was doctor, lawyer, engineer or you ain't gonna be nothing. Um, There was no arts. There was no acting. There's no music. There's no nothing outside of the three that I just gave you. So, but I'm I was I was hard pressing what I I, I didn't I couldn't see blood. Um, lawyers looked like they read through a lot of paper and and and, and research. You know, uh, you know stuff that Jack, um, you know, aspired to do on a daily. Which I listen. I leave it for you. Qualified. Yeah. <laughs> um, in in engineer, um, engineer could have piqued my interest, but I, I really didn't. I didn't know any engineers, so it was like a it was an idea, but it was very far fetched. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I knew I like cars, so I stuck to cars. Yeah. Uh, I remember my mom tried to get me to change my major about a thousand times. Hey, you know, like you know, let's you know do pharmacy. You don't have to see blood in pharmacy. Once again, try to push me into medical, but the idea of purpose it just it was it wasn't it wasn't really a thing. It you know it really wasn't it really wasn't a thing. I just I just figured. Yeah, just just do, just provide, just just make a mean. Just find, just just do better than what I'm seeing right now, where I can travel, I can wear what I wear, eat what I eat, drive what I want to drive, um, take care of my lady as well as I want to, I guess. And and that was it. So coming into a Christian space and, and, and thinking of in Christ and all this other stuff, um, that took me for a tailspin because essentially, at first it was like, all right, what is my purpose? And you know, there, there was an idea of looking at your gifts, yeah. you know, and, and what what gifts do you have? And maybe that might lead you to finding your purpose or or lead you to figuring out how uniquely the Lord has designed you. But like you're saying, even in, the, in, in, in that discovery, I, I was, you know, I, I have um, a quote, like you just said, and I'm thinking, it's not the fact that I'll be qualified. It's not, it's not this fact that I'll be qualified for my purpose. It just, I'll, I'll be put in a position of like here, maybe my experiences, you know, but I, my experiences wasn't something that I particularly chose either, you know? So, um, me and purpose now, um, still in discovery, still in discovery. I I think there is some uniqueness to me. I think there is a, a way in which I am built and equipped and my experiences have, uh, some substance for, for what he may have in store for my future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good, bro. That's good. As for me, um, similar to you, I think it's something that, um, I'm still discovering. Um, I think growing up, you know, as a black man in America, you're not thinking of purpose. Um, you know, you're, you're thinking about what you see other black men are doing. Um, and so for me, um, I was always into sports. I was always into, um, into the entertainment world. So for me, I, I, I naturally gravitated towards that, um, and seeing if I could be the next MJ or like basketball was always my favorite sport, but I was just always better at football. Um, but don't get it twisted. I, I got a step back jumper. That's, that's like, like no other, <laughs> but, um, so for me, it was always this, this focal point to be the next um, great sports figure, athlete. Um, but I think um, in high school was when it really hit home for me. Um, seeing my mom, who is a Haitian immigrant, go through... You know the vigorous process of trying to adjust their status here in the country. I think it kind of shifted my my mind to something different um, because I was naturalized uh, to be a U.S. citizen by my father, who's also a U.S. citizen, um, biological father. And um, with that said, my mom, you know, she, and my father, they're not together. Or biological father, they're not together. So she didn't have a way to adjust her status. She would either have to marry a U.S. citizen or get adjusted by, uh, by her by her child, um, who's over the age of eighteen. So in high school, I'm not I'm not eighteen yet. Um, so for me, once I realized, man, my mom just paid, you know, forty thousand um, dollars, you know, of legal fees over over the course of five years. Like I remember her just going through in and out of attorneys' offices, you know, since I was like thirteen, you know, and seeing that it to no avail. So for me, I said, you know what? Like I, I have to set out and and do something. And like why isn't her process looking different? Um and then I realized man it's it's not just my mom, but it's it's, it's other people that are struggling with the same thing. So I think that really kind of shaped my mind to wanting to see how I can help. My purpose is to help those who are who are underrepresented. Um, in the legal field, um, and you don't naturally, you don't you don't have to have a license to be able to fill out forms for individuals through, through the whole immigration process, but you need to be licensed to make appearances on the record before a judge um, for them or on their behalf. So in the process of me getting licensed right now that I'm in right now, I'm able to um, maneuver through um, this great system um, that we have here where I'm able to help others and, e- and even my mom. So right now my mom, my mom's on the precipice of being uh, adjusted, her status being adjusted, where she's not facing, you know, um, deportation and things like that. So I found my purpose in helping, and that's one of the ways. Um, I don't think it's um, just in the immigration field. I think it it goes across the board, but right now I think that's that, that's where I'm helping, where I'm doing my where I'm making my most impact, you know, and helping. So I think my purpose is to help. Um yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. For me, you know, growing up, I always thought uh, you know, the same thing, black kid thinking sports was the way out. Sports was something I had to do. Right. And you know, I love basketball as well. I, yeah, I was my favorite player. But I played more like Shaq. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <laughs> hilarious. Couldn't shoot free throws. Hey, <laughs> more. All he got was body. All I had was body, man. But yeah, but so I, I, you know, I was pushed to curse and played football throughout my whole life. And I couldn't actually play until I got to high school. Sure. And when I got to high school, it was cool, it was solid. But it wasn't something I loved. You know, I wouldn't say I loved it in high school. I don't think I actually loved playing until maybe my sophomore year in college. Mm. That's when I really started to have fun playing. it. But it was always something that I really really enjoyed later on in my adult life. I was like, man, I love this. And then it had been taken away from me so much in my adult life, whether it's been getting kicked off a team or transferring, getting injured. So I just figured, like, man, maybe it's not my calling. And uh, one thing that I always got encouraged about was, like, you talk a lot. Like, man, you can talk. You got a mouthpiece. You can talk. Or, like, I remember I used to write. like Oh, you can hang you up stories, That's good. And, uh you know, I always thought, like, damn, maybe that's my calling. So when I got to college, uh I ch- I changed my major at one point. I was like, you all I want to get into communications and see what this is about. Spike Lee yeah. majored in uh, communications. I'm a major in communications, and I really found out. That this may be more of my field—not to say that sports may not be something I can
1: do—but
2: as far as like as my purpose, you know, I think it'll be more aligned with speaking. Uh, So, take you guys through this acronym I found, and uh, it was describing purpose. It said passion, understanding, relationships, past experiences, obedience, and uh, spiritual gifts, and encouraged. Right, so. You just you talked about your past experience, which led you to understanding that okay, this may be my uh, this may be my purpose right. because of my past experience. Who do you feel like anybody encouraged you to walk into that though? Walk into that field of uh, being a lawyer or helping people? Did anybody say like, Jack, you were really good at this," or did anybody say, "Man, Derek, you should really try this"? Or what do you feel like they encouraged you to do? And what how do you feel like that aligns with
1: your purpose? Um, for me, I don't feel like, um, so similar to what Derek and I said earlier, I think I'm still trying to discover fully my purpose. And I like how you, um, started to define purpose because I'm still trying to define what purpose looks like in my life. Um, but I know it, it, it may look like it's helping people, um, shameless plug, but, um, I started the Jack Method, right? Yeah. And in that, I think it was my experience with my health where I where I could have, you know, died that I realized, yo, I I have to, like, God healed me, but I have to kind of start taking my life, my health more serious. Like, health is wealth. Like, you heard that that mantra being spit out there, you know, in, in, in society, health is wealth, but you don't realize how much health is wealth until you're almost on the verge of not having your health be 100%. So, for me... Um, with the Jack method, it was it was no one that that inspired me. Um, it was it was just my experience with me wanting to be a licensed attorney. It was really no one. In fact, my biological father um, kind of discouraged me to do that. Right, like because because I remember um, on my birthday um, when I first got into college, he called me, you know, to wish me happy birthday, and. Uh, Then he asked me, you know, okay, so you're in college now. What are you going to be pursuing? Because I had left his house to live with my mom. And I told him, yeah, man, I want to be an attorney. And he's like, an attorney He's like, you know, why don't you become a plumber instead? So for me, hearing the man that I lived with for the, you know, for the last 14 plus years say that to me, it was just like, uh, like, why are you telling me that? You know? And at that moment I had the confidence to say, no, I don't want to be that. Like, I want to be a licensed attorney. And, um, so for me, there wasn't anyone. Like, I didn't have attorneys in my family. Like, you know, I I, I don't have attorneys in my family. I didn't have any point of reference. I think um, it was just the experience of me seeing that there's a need in this area. There's a need in health or there's a need in advocacy and me saying, hey, I think I fit in this equation. I, I think I can help this need out. Um, but then again, I'm still like still trying to figure it out, you
0: know, what that looks like. Back to that seamless plug. Uh if you guys don't know, now you know uh at the Jack Method uh on IG It'll change your life. Go ahead and get you some. Um P-
1: Appreciate you, brother. I got you,
0: baby. Listen. Oh, he helping. Uh <laughs> um anybody push me? No. Um as I expressed uh, cars, it just—I don't know. There's just—I didn't want to. I mean, I didn't. That's a lot. So, <laughs> I remember moving to Georgia, and I'm thinking, "Yo, know, I'm about to go and pursue." So, I was thinking, so I, as I'm saying, engineer. Um, I didn't know what I needed to study at first. So, engineering and cars, I never really connected. But as I was getting closer and closer to like graduating, I'm like, "All right, what do I got to do?" Yeah. And I come to find out that you know, like people who develop cars or you know they study mechanical engineering i think oh, okay cool so this is this is kind of sort of how we're going we're going to get there we're, we're going to do the car thing but you know what's the proper way what's the um so considering the fact i had just moved to georgia when it came time for me to go apply for schools Just that in the third i come to find out i was getting charged out of state fees yeah. and i'm like how you know i just graduated here i got a diploma that represents your state like why is it such a big issue Long story short, I aspired to go to Georgia Tech, Clark Atlanta University, all these wonderful schools in the area. Could not go to one of them because it was like forty thousand for like the semester. Wow! I'm like, nickel, please. I'm, I'm not about to mechanical, mechanical nothing. So I ended up going to a technical school. (laughs) I ain't going to a technical school. as as in my head, the idea was okay. I'm gonna go to it for one year, build up, I guess, whatever amount of time that I need um, for in state credits, so then I can transfer over. So the technical school is more like mechanical work, um, and I just never left that. To be honest with you, I think um, just falling back to just the idea of surviving. You know, you you get a little taste of some freedom um i know we spoke on this before like the whole idea of first jobs listen that first job at wendy's had me feeling like a million dollars boy uh because i had no bills and yeah. uh yeah so when i started working um at the dealership i was like oh man i think i think i'm straight how much can we make over here all mm-hmm. right so this this might be all right um but i never really had anybody push me to do automotives like my mom passively said, "All right, if it's what you like." But she, listen, she was in my ear. Hey, well, how about real estate? You know, like it's kind of like you tell your mom you're dating someone. But it's like, oh, okay, that's who you like. But you know, Sandra, she's a nice girl. <laughs> <That's> a <problem. laughs> Bianca, she's really cute. You know, don't uh, don't close the, uh, the door. But um, I like the fact that you say help because I think in my. Um, you know pursuit of God and 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 me coming to revelation and reflecting you know um I, i'm i am realizing there is a helping nature to me um there is a working nature to me um I, I i'm easily the guy behind the camera in front of the camera i like to see things going i'm the guy that'll be at the party and making sure parking lot's okay food is okay everybody is not like in the corner just like bored yeah yeah instead of like enjoying the party right you know so so i'm discovering things about myself um but nothing in my growing years showed me that about me you know i never i didn't you know i i think maybe when i was younger maybe i enjoyed it more or, or i was just probably not so attention to detail but as i've grown up yeah there's there's no one that really said oh you know like i the only thing um So listen, like attention to detail. I remember I went to a trip to Washington, D.C., and we're walking around and the guys showing us around, hey, this started in 1942, this started in 1812. Hey, there's something different about all these homes here. Um, Let's see if you guys can figure it out. First time I'm out of Florida, whatever the case may be, how it came upon me, why it was on my mind, I don't know. But I said, none of these houses have a chimney. And he said, Wow. I've been doing this for twenty years. No one's ever guessed it on the first try, and for and I'm like twelve. Yeah. I'm in middle school. What does that mean to me? I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I guess I'm smart. I yeah. don't know. And then the chaperone said, "Man, you're such an inquisitive kid." And I'm thinking, whoa, that's a word that I can't spell yeah. or don't know what it means. But <laughs> but it's literally like you're 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 like I guess you're searching, like you're yeah. inquisitive, you're curious, yeah. you know. So. Weird. Mm, um, I don't know. No, that's not a them No, that's definitely well, not a synonym. I
2: was
0: just No, Definitely, definitely not a them I think you though. I tried, um, <laughs> but it just shows attention to detail. Yeah. So I, I think as I look back, I see moments in time in which you know people might have spotted something, but oh. no one really ever pushed me like, "Oh, join the debate team," or "or join arts and craft," or "this would be really good for you." No, and like I said, even being in in another thing for me, like I said. I've said this plenty of times, bouncing around always made it where people really couldn't have spoken into my life that way. I was just, every, every, in a sense, conversation was almost like surface. Yeah. Before they could even get deep or before you can really build up a case to try to figure out who I am, I'm gone.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So.
2: Man, I'm not a helper at all. Y'all was talking about helpers. I I think I'm more of like like an influencer because I'm not helping people park. On the outside of the party, but inside the party, <laughs> trying to get this party going, hey, get, trying, get thing oh. jumping. <laughs> I think, man, I'm more of
1: like an influencer.
0: That. And that's good though, because yeah. I mean, you know, even talk about the Bible, like some were apostles, some were evangelists, some like everybody has their role, and it's just literally it's needed.
1: It's yeah. needed. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: that that actually was my follow up question. Yeah. You know, why do you feel like God gives us purposes, like? What is the reason for this purpose? Because, you know, everybody says, discover your purpose. Like, I heard uh, they said the most important day in a man's life, the two most important days are the day he's born, and then the day, the second, is the day you figure out why. why. Mm -hmm. So, but, just why? Why do you feel like it's so important to have your purpose? Why do we need to know my purposes?
0: We definitely gonna get to that, but you didn't tell us if anybody pushed you as an oh. influencer. Yeah. Uh, you know, anybody, anybody say, "Wait, wait, call them up." Yeah, everybody, everybody say, "Hey, keep on using my my that big mouth, mouth of yours." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I see the gift. I'm, hey,
2: <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, I had somebody, uh, a brother in the faith. My boy Markenzie, episode one. Uh Markenzie actually told me this not too long ago. I think we sat down and we had a conversation and he told me, like, you have the power of influence. I said, Well, I'll take that. <laughs> Appreciate you, come." But uh <laughs> but you know, besides that, I think I've kind of been more rejected for doing that, you hmm. know. I think I've been more rejected for like, you know, being able to always see the light of the situation mm-hmm. and always having casts that maybe like influenced by me but maybe influenced by me doing negatively, mm. you know, setting the tone. I remember a teacher, one of my favorite teachers, not really, I couldn't stand this dude. Wow. I'm, just, I'm just hyping him up. Hopefully you don't uh, say his name. Oh, I'm going to say
0: his name. He needs credit, boy. Uh, he needs <laughs> need to, oh, need right? to know where he falls. man. He needs to know where he falls. I
2: remember, like, uh, <laughs> I was talking in class. I was talking in class, and he said, really, dude, you want to sit here and talk in my class? Really, do, really, do. And I realized, like, Whenever I would do something outrageous in class, everybody else would just start doing it too. And I remember he like set me down, yeah. and he was telling me like, you know, you gotta make sure you act, you behave, like you know they they, they following you. the yeah. tone. And it's like, dang, I ain't even real, I didn't realize how much power your boy had. Uh-huh. But it's like you you naturally like, I guess when you, when you're. That kid that kind of naturally is like a tone setter, really ain't really worried about everybody else. You don't really see that what you're doing is influencing others, but it can do it in both ways. So Uh I've been more discouraged from doing it at the time. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So why is it important to find our purpose?
1: Why is it important to find our purpose? Huh. Ah, That's that's a good question, man. I think um, it's important because, for, for me, my opinion, um, we are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the brain, the heart of God while we're on earth. And um, that's and, good. I like where you're going already. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <this is> good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for me, I think um, God just, he, he delegates the management of this earth to mankind, those who, who walk with him. Um, and that's why it's important to, to walk with God. Right. Um, so there's a lot of needs here. There's a lot of needs on, on this earth that God has, um, satisfactory ability to sat, like, just satisfy every need, but he doesn't, he doesn't come down to do it. He uses mankind to do it, man, w- women to do it. And, um, it's, it's 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 a tough burden I think because you're 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 playing God I, I you're you're being used by God um and I think we we deal with conflicts of of the flesh of of whether or not we are doing it right um so it takes this trust factor that that we are doing it right that God has called us to do it and, and we are doing it because we're trusting him so I think purpose exists. Because there's a lot of needs in this world and God has delegated um, tasks to, to Jarvis, you know, to be an influencer, to Derek, to be a helper, Jackson, to be another helper, you know, in different multifaceted ways. So for me, I look at it as something that's it's, it's a need, in my, in my opinion, if, if like we have purpose on this earth because there are so many needs that God wants to fulfill. And he mm-hmm. does it through us. That's my opinion, but I could be dead wrong. Yeah. You did a great job.
0: I think. I think you're right on, um, your brother. I just hope I can find the beautiful words like you did uh, <laughs> to man. help these people. He is eloquent. Uh, is eloquent. Uh, eloquent. <laughs> hope like as eloquently as
2: you did.
0: Charming. Um, when I think of purpose, man, I think of so even to something like from an inanimate object to mm. things like you were just mentioning you know a reference to a body you know like if 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 a chair is not fulfilling the purpose it's sitting there collecting dust and we are always not at peace because what we need the chair to do it can't do because it doesn't know it's supposed to do it in right. a weird sense right. you know a chair, a table, a, con- a, a, a canister that's holding water. Like if it's not like, there's just so much, there's so, there, back to like how God is using things to make things work. Right. If these things aren't doing what they were designed to do, there's just destruction. Mm. There's just no peace. There's no um, There's no fluidity with how things are supposed to go. So as you're thinking about the nose, the mouth, the hand the the you know and very you know extreme situations obviously with people who have deformities yes certain parts of their body obviously assumes different roles but like the nose is supposed to smell right. the eyes are supposed to see the ear is supposed to hear the mouth is supposed to talk um and not fulfilling that um once again the fluidity of how things are supposed to operate in us as a human with all of these vessels on us like you remove any of them, or you stop them. There's, there's, there's now a roadblock. There's, 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 there's restriction. Right. Um, you think about, you know, something even simple as sex. It not using it in its proper context for its proper purpose leads to destruction. Cool, leads to you gotta preach. You uh, so, <laughs> so as you're saying that, and that's why I was, you know, it hit me the second you know you're, you started describing, you know, where, where pieces we're parts of the body and, and we're, we have given a mission and, and God's using us where we're supposed to be used. Like you're not using something, what it was designed for. Um, it causes destruction. Yeah. It, it causes confusion. It causes just, just chaos, Chaos. Yeah. you know? Um, so I, I think, you know, for myself and thinking of purpose, there's always that, tension because it's like and even I think you know the, the the great issue of man like we sometimes we try to fit the mold of other people hmm. we try to be someone that we aren't yeah. fit into and somebody else's purpose. And now you're, you know, back to like envying gifts and all these other yeah. things. Like, that's yeah. not what you are here for. Trust what I have given you yeah. and the work in which I've called you for yeah. and move in that.
1: Yeah. You are a mouthpiece. Stop trying to be eyes. Stop wow. trying to be eyes. Yeah. Wrong
2: body part. Yeah. Ooh, Wrong body part. That's,
1: wow. that's So...
0: It, it's it's very important to find out your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very important to spend time with God and allow Him to speak into you, and 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 show you why you're here and how you can be a part of the mission that He has for the earth. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and not having that leaves us to the destruction of trying to be someone that we aren't, trying to fill someone else's mission, someone else's goal, living someone else's dream. So, because when you're in there, once again, like you said, trying to be another body part, I'm eyes trying to be ears. Yeah. I'm a nose trying to be a mouth and it's I, I wasn't designed for it. It's 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 awkward. Yeah. It doesn't it's almost like not even
1: natural. Yeah, it's like how how damaging it is to your emotions and your spirit constantly you know, when you, when you find out that you've been wasting your time being something or doing something that you're not supposed to do. Constantly, you know. When right. you finally find your purpose, you're like, "Yo, I'm I'm an influencer. Like, why was I trying to do this? You know, yeah. you know." And it just becomes this, uh, this aha moment. Yeah. Then it then there's a there's a stench of regret. Like, damn, yeah. why was I wasting my time doing this? But yeah. Thank God that there's grace for that. Thank God that there's
0: grace for that. Yeah. And, and I even think I even think of the Bible, you know, and I think w- what happens sometimes when we even seek the purpose, and I and I think it's something that's revealed to us. And I don't think that's something that, you know, you force to happen per se. Right. Uh you can you can pay attention, uh, but you don't force it. Um, so a lot of times, like even life, you know, we're we're getting older. So we're thinking, dude, I should I should have it figured out by now. And it's some people that don't know their purpose until like they're 40, 50 years old, bro. Like it's not, it's not a time thing per se. Yeah. You know? Um and I'll look at like examples of the disciples and I'm thinking, well, you know, Paul was doing what he was doing when, 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 when Jesus, you know, reached out to him, you know, slapped him up, but you know, he reached out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter and some of these cats were like fishermen. Like they were, they were doing something. Mm-hmm. They weren't, I don't, you know, I, and I think they may have had, you know, similar tensions of us trying to figure out all right, what is this all about? But in the meantime, I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go through life's experiences. Okay. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's due Good. and you can be an influencer wherever you are right, right you can be a helper wherever you are like you let's say in law are are, are helping the way that you are but an influencer can still come into law yeah. and still facilitate law right just in a different angle right yeah um mm. and, and i think it's, it's just important to just like just do pay attention spend time with god and i, and I think that's just a, like you you will never know your purpose if you don't spend time with the creator like I can I can see anything like a plate, and unless I find out who the who created the plate or someone who's used the plate, like I'm not gonna know. I'm like, what is this? Like, what do you do with this? You put this yeah. on your head? Yeah. You stand on it? Like, yeah. but we try to do that without spending time with the creator.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 That's 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 a strong statement, man. Um, I think um, I, I read something earlier um, uh, yesterday where it was talking about how um, the 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 absence of of God's presence, or of us being in in God's presence, is a, is a direct result of ignorance of what God wants to do. Like a lot of us, we're ignorant to what God wants to do on the earth. Right. We're ignorant what God wants to do in our lives, right. and using our lives to be influencers, helpers, um um, in, in different fashions. And it's because there's a lack of just settling in in God's presence and allowing Him to you know, you know, impart. Right. What he wants. Right. You know, um, and that just touched me because it's like, man, like how, I've 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 been there and it's and I and sometimes I feel like I'm in and out of being in God's presence and then chaos will happen or whatever life's we, we can call life circumstances happening. And then you're it's not that you purposely go out of God's presence, but you fixate on the waves, like kind of like the Peter on the boat, right? Yeah. Like you fixate on what's happening around you yeah. and you're not in God's presence again. And then you get the courage, something happens or you see something happens good in someone else's life, like in Jarvis's life. And I'm like, okay, I should go in God's presence again. And then you repeat it and then you're on that high. And then it's like this, this cycle of getting out of his presence again because things get harder. Because, like, you know, you've heard the phrase new level, new devil. Like, hmm. it, it seems as if like Every progress you make with God, there's new things to discur- that comes into your life to discourage you. Mm-hmm. That kind of knocks you out of His presence sometimes. Yeah. And that, for me personally, I know other people it may be different, but for me personally, that's what it's been like. I get to a new level of faith and confidence, and I'm in God's presence. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing. I'm really just in His presence. And then something happened, and it'd be like something to make me doubt, something mm. to make me fear. Mm get discouraged and then it's like i'm not trusting in the same presence that helped me back yeah you, know? too, yeah. Yeah, you feel me so same
2: guy right now
1: same guy you sing it brother <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what's crazy man because when you think about purpose you always think
1: about your career trying to align with your purpose right but if i'm a helper i can be a
2: political activist i can be a lawyer yeah i can be a, a juror yeah i can be a judge yeah. or i can be the the garbage man yeah you know? if I'm a helper, it's going to pour out of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to be able to use my purpose if that's what I'm walking in. So, you know, I think it's good just to know what you were here for. And if you got any listeners, I just want everybody to know, like, you're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. God created you. Because he wanted to. He didn't create you just because, you know, he was bored. Yeah. He created you for a relationship, but he also created you for a purpose. Yeah. That's and good. we need to strive to understand
1: that. That's good, As Real. we
2: close it out, Jack, man, any shameless plug, anything you want to say, man, <laughs> my brother.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, definitely check out the Jack Method on Instagram. Um, also check check out check us out on the website, thejackmethod.com. Um, you know, it's it's an entity where we're promoting optimal health, optimizing your health. Um, we're fixated on on having um, uh, educational measures with, with the alkaline diet. Um, the body uh, functions at its best when it's at a optimal level with, with alkaline diets in it. Um, and uh, on a pH scale, you know anything that's um, seven or above is alkaline, anything that's 6.9 or below is acidic. Anything when your body's operating or functioning under a acidic level, um, parts of your lungs, parts of you know your major organs aren't fully being optimized. So what you want to do is you want to you know consume things that are alkaline. And at the Jack method, what we try to do is promote smoothies that have CMOS that's high in al- alkaline, and um, also, um. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I would, I would also recommend um, that you guys check out um, Oikonomia as well, Oikonomia Creative, which is uh, another, um, you know, uh, flourishing um, entity that's helping creatives um, bring about um, change, bring about culture and doing it well. Um, Shout out to Loonbug. Um, She's the president of Okinomi Creative. Um, Had to do a shameless plug here since you guys are giving me about 30 seconds to do something.
0: Had to go ahead and slide Loon in there.
1: And and, uh, she's definitely helped me out a lot with the Jack Method, man. Um, So, yeah, check her out, man. If if, if you need any consulting, if you have a brand, if you have anything that you're trying to uh, bring forth from the ground up, um, she's a great person to check out for that for that purpose. You see the name is Loonbug. Uh it's 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 Loon. Okay. But that, so that's, that's my Loom. special name for her, So don't call her Loon
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Heard about you.
2: <laughs> so yeah, man. thanks for having me, man. Most this is this is great. I
0: definitely thank you for taking time out, man. And so, um, May this have been a blessing for you and um, all those who are listening. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Please follow us on IG at hashtag lookatgodpodcast. Drop a rate in your whatever podcast and what you're listening to, either Apple or Spotify. Drop a comment. Share it. We'd love to go ahead and spread this out to all those who may be needing it. Thank you again for listening.